Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. I am not a crusty crab. Uh, what is up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Hard Rock Lunchbox. Here we are, Thursday. It's the Thursday after Thanksgiving, which means last week we did the uh, Boxgiving Day countdown, which, to be perfectly honest, seems like a million years ago. I am here today uh, with good news, I think, maybe, I don't know. Maybe no one cares. I know I don't. Uh, but I have a uh, I have a new laptop. Um, before we get too excited, the reason I have a new laptop is because my old laptop started drawing a little line right on the screen going across, which could have been fine, except it kept growing and eventually will end up not being a uh, laptop so much as just a brick, so I decided it was time, but also what factored is I had Dell points, I had Dell bucks, Dell dollars, Dell reward dollars that were going, going to expire, and my rep just gave me a really good deal on whatever the hell I have here, <laughs> so and included in my my Dell bucks so that I could uh, I could be cool and have a new laptop. Now, what I had hoped for, more than anything, was that my Logitech camera, which is right here, there, uh, the one that constantly reminds me of my performance issues, thank you very much, that's uh, kind of dick, um, I thought, oh, I have to flip this, hang on, uh, is that better? Yeah. Yes, I like that much better. Um... Something, something about review. I, so when you watch this, <laughs> and I just flip the screen, don't worry. Uh, it's just literally setting this up. Uh, but um, what I was going to say is that I was hoping that my Logitech that constantly tells me I have problems because it wasn't a uh, USB 3 because it was an older laptop would uh, stop being such a bitch about things because now I have a USB 3 port. So I plugged it in with an adapter because Logitech sends the USB-C, which is crap, by the way. And it still gave me the same message. So now I'm still kind of recording in, and I'll double check right now. It's terribly unprofessional to do it while I'm doing it. But yeah, there it is. Uh, 30 frames per second instead of the 60 frames per second that it's supposed to be. And I don't know why that is. And also, I would like to point out that I do not at all appreciate the Logi logo that's showing up there. Because uh, I don't want that. <laughs> so, clearly, your host is going to have to do some work on the side, but he's probably not and honestly would burn out the entire top 20 just trying to fix this. But, I, I just, you know what? Honestly, I don't care. I'll just I'll bury it in in the screen right Hang on. there. So, now it'll be on, like, my white pole that's right there. So, even though the Logi thing is... Hang on. I'm doing it right about there it can go F itself 
benefits. Nobody will see it. But until I do that, then everyone will see it. It'll be like an optical illusion. Everybody glad they tuned in so far? I know I'm not. <laughs> yes, yes, chat. You can join the chat. 99WNRR.com. Go to hardrocklaunchbox.com. There's a link to bring you to the live show. And yes, Dell exists. Dell is actually still one of the biggest computer distributors and manufacturers on earth. In fact, a lot of times when you go to buy things, uh, they are Dell products like the Vostro and stuff like that and the Inspiron. These are like the most common laptops in workplaces on earth. Uh, you have HP and you have Lenovo, but um, I have a Dell because I don't have a Dell because she's she's a sentient human being and I cannot have one of those. Um, but I do have a Dell personal laptop right now that is basically being a bitch. Actually, I don't know who the bitch is. It could be Logitech. It could be Dell. It could be me. I'm fully capable of being a bitch. I don't like how much it's shaking. Like, I'm not in Los Angeles. It's not earthquake season. How's that? Is that better? But I'm still shaking. But also me. <laughs> so, five minutes in, probably time to start the show. Yay! <laughs> oh, man, I hate how dumb I am sometimes. I mean, not dumb as in unintelligent, just dumb as in... Man, I, I just cannot get out of my own way sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, I just... <laughs> just I cannot do... It. By the way, is my camera... <laughs> I think my camera's sideways. I wonder if it's been sideways this whole time. I don't know. I don't care. I'm just trying to fix the chat. Okay. I set this up early, like, and, and by set it up, I mean plugged it in. <laughs> but clearly, I did make sure that it worked, but I didn't catch all the little things. Like, I'm sorry, man. I'm just a terrible host. Like, it just is. a super unprofessional show, and that's just what's happening now. Let me even check, like, where you yeah. I wanted to make sure we we're even recording this because that sounds. Because I have a checklist. That to be perfectly honest with you, I didn't even. I didn't even. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't look at your checklist in the woods, is it even there, or is that like tree falling? Never mind. Let's start the show, shall we? Yay! So yeah, I hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving or whatever they did with their uh, prior week. Uh, I celebrated Thanksgiving um, by doing everything the wrong way and then getting sick on Sunday. So I am coming uh, out of having a pretty uh, substantial cold Monday and Tuesday, but I'm, I'm feeling a little bit better now. So that that's good. Uh, things are moving along here. Thanks for asking. Um, we're moving along on the Rebel 9 record. I know you guys are all excited. As everyone posts their Spotify stuff, uh, it's nice to see that uh, in our local community, like Craving Strange, reigns supreme. Despite, despite not being the number one uh, band of the box ever. Right, Jimmy? It's always a no! <laughs> Craving Strange actually doing the work and putting out new material in 2022 for people to listen to. It's nice to... Nice to see those. I, I always have such issues with those Spotify uh, statistics because they're just they're just so weird and they're so over the, all over the place. And honestly, they're only one metric. Like it's really hard to kind of 
like pin down like how your career is doing because like honestly my career feels like it's doing absolutely nothing and yet i look at statistics like that it's like okay well people do still listen so i must be doing something but like am i like <laughs> like am i actually doing anything like it just doesn't just doesn't feel like it like i think the the market has changed and the business has changed so much that i, I don't even know what i'm I don't, I don't even know what i'm doing at this point and that's that's probably indicative of the problem, and I should probably shut up and just move on. So, so here in December, we are absolutely in the slide towards um, towards Christmas and New Year's. Everything is going to get pretty lax. People are going to stop caring a lot because that's what you do on the holidays. Uh, but one thing I did kind of notice... Oh, by the way, before I forget, on Stranger Head TV, you can catch uh, the top 20 from the... Um, from last week's episode it's just a quick like thank you and all that other stuff about gratitude and stuff you want to check that out but if you miss the countdown most of the music are local bands which i have rights to do so you can actually rights to play so you can actually check it out like you can download the uh, hard rock lunchbox podcast it's on spotify it's on apple you can go right to hardrockunchbox.com and listen to it there all of the episodes are available there. And I and like I said, I, I, I'm only allowed to play music that I have specifically the rights to, so something that's actually been sent in. Um, that's all I can really keep on the podcast. But most of the bands on that countdown are local, so if you missed it, please check it out. Uh, look for it on Spotify. It's there. Like I said, Apple Music or anywhere you get your podcast, you can check out that whole episode. And, of course, Hard Rock Lunchbox. So that's available, plus all the other good programming. Check out the latest stuff from Bacon's My Podcast. I know the Bimbies are coming up pretty soon. I think those are in January, so definitely be on the lookout. They've uh, released the nominees uh, for like the, the top Bimby Awards. I will say this collection of people pales in comparison to last year's collection of people. I may be biased. I am probably biased. And I'm definitely biased, so that's fine. That's it's time to give somebody else a turn at being second best at some questions. That's why I'm looking like that. So as I was saying, we have now uh, passed Thanksgiving, so we have our moment of gratitude, and then we kind of seep into December, which is the time basically to treat people around us the absolute worst we possibly can. Right? So that's good. But at least we're here, and at least we are. Uh, I will say the one thing about Thanksgiving and the slide into Christmas that interests me every single year and it really starts right after Thanksgiving because they have invented this holiday called Giving Tuesday. You might have heard of it. Uh, you might have heard of it because it's basically a marketing campaign. And I have a lot of issues with this. <laughs> you might be surprised, but I I have an issue with this. And it's it's basically it basically stems from the amount of charity uh, that your average person is not only uh, asked to give, kind of expected to give, uh, and feels compelled to give, and also wants to give. Um, and that's why it creates such a rub for me. And, and, I, and I have found most people don't think about it this much because most people are normal, but whenever I discuss it with them, a lot of times people are like, yeah, man, why is that? <laughs> and it's just bothered me for years, like for absolute years. Um, and and again, it, it really rubs up against my sort of charitable, what, what I consider to be like a good, you know, kind of Christian, whatever, help fellow man kind of thing. Like my, 
whatever the charity version of my moral compass is, like, was instilled in me in a very young age um, by my parents and my family and stuff like that. And it and it relates to how I how I treat people and also how I feel about people in need. Now, over the past couple of years, maybe even coming up on a decade at this point, like I've I've really taken some serious objection to people who push back on something as simple as say like universal health care because. I don't understand what the pushback is. I mean, yes, people will, you know, inflate and conflate and just basically make up horror stories of what it's like to live in a socialist country, deal with socialized medicine. Like, you have to understand, like, most of our medicine in the U.S. is socialized. Like, it is. Like, people with, you know, Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid and anybody that's involved in the VA, but for, for veterans, like, that's all government-run healthcare. Like, our soldiers, our grandparents, our, you know, illest among us, socialized medicine. And nobody, but like, nobody's complaining about that, but they're complaining about Canada or Cuba. Like, Cuba's one of the poorest countries in the world for, for, for a few reasons, but mainly because we basically cut them out of the tourism game for so long, right? right? Like, Americans are good at really one thing, spending American dollars. <laughs> like, that's, like, you want to just, like, you want to look at Olympic events that Americans are good at? It's like spending American dollars. Like, everyone's bitching about inflation and the economy and all that other stuff, but it's not slowing anybody down. In fact, they just set a record for uh, for uh, Cyber Monday, right? They, they set they literally set a record for Cyber Monday. Now they do say that a lot of it might be because uh, everything is more expensive, and like that's why. They, but people are still spending that money, right? Like it's oh my god, you know Biden's doing all this damage to the economy. Here's twenty bucks, you know, get me a straw or whatever. Like just people just. <sighs> I'm centering. I'm channeling my inner airbender. That's what I'm doing. You see my shirt, little airbender, little avatar for you. Um, but uh, what was I saying? So, so just sort of talking about that sort of stuff, right? Like, so people kind of complain about that. Now, think about most charities. Now, I'm going to accept a few things, right? Natural disasters, right? Like, I feel like that is a separate thing. Communities and neighborhoods should come together and help each other help help those members out when something when something goes wrong i've always i've always believed that but the simple fact that like on giving tuesday uh which as i was saying before is basically this made-up holiday to follow cyber monday well, like while well, everyone's spending money on themselves and their family like don't forget to give to those less fortunate than us now those less fortunate than us could be anything they could be poor people that are actually less fortunate than us. They're, they could be people that have diseases or illnesses that like are expensive to cure or expensive to treat, which is what, like why, why is that? Like I understand that things cost money, but like if we had universal health care, like would we need that? And then like the number of times that I have donated to those causes and the number of times that I've donated my professional time, like as, a, you know, as a singer songwriter or as a band to causes like, I mean, like how many times have we done like benefit shows 
for for veterans. Like I, I've done at least twenty that I can think of, probably off the top of my head. And I must tell you that every time I do them, half of me is like, I wonder why we have to do this. Like, are we as a country not taking care of our veterans? Like, isn't that kind of the deal? Are we as a country not taking care of those less fortunate than us? And the answer is yes. And that's why they're turning to us for charity. By itself, it makes sense. Like, I understand. But the thing that really pissed me off on this particular Giving Tuesday is that I got a message, and it was probably even before it, because you want you want to get out in front, right, before everybody spends their allocation of charity dollars, is that I got an email from Northwell Health. Northwell Health is a hospital system here in the Northeast. Uh, I don't know how expansive it is. Um, but they asked... In a form letter written clearly by a lawyer or PR company to donate money to those less fortunate, those in need of treatment for like advanced cancers and stuff like that, because that costs money. Now, if you didn't know that Northwell Health was a hospital organization, one of the largest, by the way, because people are monopolizing that too. Monopoly is definitely subject for another show. But if you did not know that, you might remember, or it might sound familiar, the name Northwell Health, because they own Jones Beach Theater. Now, I don't like counting other people's money. I think it's kind of grimy and gross. Um, I do, on occasion, wonder how people afford things that they afford given what they kind of do for a living, and I kind of wonder that on a social level, but not on a, you know, want to know the details of their existence. And in that vein, it makes me wonder thusly. I have been to Jones Beach Theater. Uh, I've been there maybe a hundred times, maybe more in my life, and I've seen concerts there, and I've really enjoyed it. It's one of my favorite places. It's one of my three favorite places to see a show. Um... I have gone there often. Recently, I don't know that I can go there and rent a seat for three hours for less than, like, say, 50 bucks. Fair? I did not mean to hit that button. I know there's a lot of seats there. So I can only imagine how much money it actually costs to own that theater. I wonder where that money came from. And if they had all that money to buy that theater, why the fuck do they need more money from me to pay for advanced cancer treatments? Like, does this not add up to everybody? Like, they are literally spending money on not what they do. And asking me for money to cover the expenses of what they do. Which is already on the back of, why isn't this already covered? And the reason it's not already covered is because we don't have universal health care. For everybody that bitches and complains about Obamacare, which is technically known as the ACA, the Affordable Care Act. By the way, if you ever want to really like enjoy yourself, 
Why don't you watch people do man on the street interviews where they talk to people, especially the dumber Republicans? And I'm not saying all Republicans are dumb. That's not what I'm saying. But dumber Republicans that really think Obamacare is just garbage and socialist and communist and all that other stuff. When they talk about that, they'll they ask. They ask them flat out, like, "What do you think about Obamacare?" Well, I think it's socialist. And my guns, and uh, this is my cousin Bobby that I married. Like, you know, that kind of stuff. And I'm not trying to be stereotypical. I'm just trying to be 100% accurate of what they sound like. So as soon as they ask him that, Obamacare is the devil. And then they start asking him questions about what's actually in the Affordable Care Act. And they're like, well, I think I'd be good with that. The, the fact of the matter is that like upwards of like 80 and 90% of the people that are asked about specific things in the Affordable Care Act I think it's a good idea because basically it's based on Medicare, Medicaid, and and what we do in the VA already, like solidly American things that we do already. But the pushback on it was because it was named Obamacare, which they did on purpose, by the way. Obama did not name it Obamacare. He's not like some other narcissistic presidents that we've had recently. He didn't name it Obamacare. The Republicans named it Obamacare so that they could bash it because Republicans just didn't like Obama. See, clever, right? Like, <sighs> what am I trying to say? I am so goddamn tired. <laughs> um, my point is, is that I don't know why we have to constantly give to to charities at home for things that really should be already handled in our society. I Googled quickly because I wanted to know kind of like what was going on in like Sweden, right? Sweden is famously as socialistic as it can get without being, you know, Cuba, right? Uh, so, you know, the tax rate in Sweden is high, uh, but everybody in Sweden is cool with it because even with that high tax rate, they don't have to pay anything for schools. They don't have to pay anything for health care. All of their housing is done at, like, reasonable rates and stuff because the banks don't own it. The banks aren't really invested in that kind of stuff. So it's kind of super easy to just live, right? So if you paid all of your taxes, like, all, if you paid all your taxes and it was a lot, right, even to say... Pay, let's say you paid like half, right, in taxes, but you didn't have to pay for another goddamn thing. Like, how many of us would be okay with that? Like, how many of us would be all right? Not paying for health care? Like, I'm, and I'm not talking about like right out, like just paying for the policy. I'm talking about deductibles, uh, co-pays, uh, minimums and stuff like that. Like, I know, like, I have dental insurance that is doing absolutely dick. In fact, I think it's costing me more money at this point to actually have the dental insurance, which is bananas. But so just imagine that. You don't have to pay for any of that. No health care, no co-pays, no pharmacy bills. Uh, you don't have to pay for any school. College is covered. Uh, you don't have to, like, you know, do bake sales so that your kids can have books and whiteboard. And that's another charity that bothers me. Like, I donate so so much. My, my, my niece, Jordan, like, every year she does, like, some weird run. And honestly, I don't even read all the details because she's my niece. And if she needs 50 bucks, 50 bucks she shall have. But she's doing some run to raise money for her school and her class. And it's like, shouldn't we be covering that? Like, why are we paying for that? Like, I've already paid for that. Like, where is all that money going? And people just bitch and bitch and bitch about, like, the, the amount of money these things cost. And it's like... But giving, like, tax breaks to corporations and all that other stuff is completely fine, even though if somebody like Elon Musk uh, paid, you know, 
what he should. Uh, if he paid the same tax rate that I do, for example, we'd probably be able to pay for all that stuff. And we should be able to pay for all that stuff. And it shouldn't come out of our pockets after the fact that we have to donate for these basic things. So I Googled this stuff in Sweden. You know what I found? I found a lot of charities, like 400 NGOs, almost all of them are related to like climate change uh there's always there's always good sex trafficking uh you know stuff people trying to prevent that because people are animals speaking of animals there's always good like animal causes and stuff like that but you know what's not there like there really isn't like let's raise raise money for billy's cancer because his treatment isn't covered first because insurance doesn't cover it and there's also like nobody in sweden is raising money for their smart board because that's covered too and that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. I don't abhor charity or charitable donations of time or money. I think if you feel strongly about those things or there are people close to you, absolutely you should help them if you can, if you are able. But my point is, and maybe just give it some consideration the next time, uh, I don't know, an election comes around, is why do we have to come to us to pay for things that we are already technically paying for with our taxes? Why is that? Why aren't all of our health concerns covered? Why aren't all of our education costs covered? There are two Republican states right now that are suing the Biden administration and preventing 400 million borrowers from getting money back on their uh, on their student on their student loans. Now, as much as I don't, I think the plan was flawed and really needs to be revisited anyway. They're literally suing. No, for, for excuse me, 40 million, not 400 million. That's bananas. 40 million people. They're just, we don't want them to get that money. $40 million. That's that, uh, 40 million people. That's nothing. That's really nothing. But they don't want people to have it. Why? Why? Why isn't it covered anyway? What kind of society do we really want to be where we have to dole out like a buck? Like, I don't mind the Salvation Army looking for money, but like, why? Why are they? Why do we have to donate our spare change so people don't freeze to death? Like, does anybody else see that as a problem? Like, this should not be an issue, and this should not be something that we have to cover with our stuff and and toys for kids. Like, why do it never ends? And it, the ask of of us, the regular people, the normal people, the usual people, the ask of us is exhaustive, exhausting, and never ends. And I don't know why that is. And I don't know why people aren't asking more questions. Like, am I going to donate so that somebody has enough money so that their parents can stay at the Ronald McDonald house with their kids while they're, you know, undergoing treatment? You bet your ass. Should I have to? Nope. That should be something that we as a society do. But we as a society don't. And I guess what I'm asking is, what kind of society are we? What kind of society do you want to be? I'd like to be better than that, but that's just me, and I run a stupid radio show. <laughs> I did the countdown last week, A Day to Remember came in number two, and I played Second Sucks because it seemed funny to do that, but truly, as many of, many, many A Day to Remember songs as I love, still one of my favorite isn't even theirs. Hard Rock Lunch Box Ah, a little something new from Sleeping With Sirens. Still kicking some ass. Man, that dude can sing so hard. <laughs> Jesus. 
<laughs> yeah, a lot going on in the chat here talking about charities, especially when it comes to like veterans and how how we treat them. It's like whenever you read stories about like people that came back from World War II, it's like they always talk about like they came back, GI Bill, like they were able to go to college if they wanted, they were able to find some affordable housing. Like the simple fact that we had to like we had to enact legislation during the Gulf War, like both of them, to prevent uh, prevent um, mortgage companies from foreclosing on houses of servicemen and women overseas. Like, we actually had to make a law to stop that. Like, we treat veterans horribly in this country by pretty much all accounts. I mean... I, I felt really bad, actually, on Veterans Day. Uh, my friend Mike O'Neill uh, from Last Stand for, for Lucy, like, I just happened to see what he had posted on, you know, Veterans Day. And it was like, cool, table for one at Applebee's. And, like, yeah, man, is that what we're is that where we're at? Like, really, a free meal at Applebee's, like, for our veterans? Like, that's that's it? Like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to get angry if I keep talking. So I'm going to do the opposite of angry. And uh, I'm going to go with sad. I'm going to go with very, very white, sad girl music. It's brand new from our very own Sam Pollitt, even though she pronounces her last name incorrectly. Who am I to judge? All right. I'm DJ from the Hard Rock Lunchbox.
lunch box. It's funny. I was just listening to uh, <laughs> to Coheed thinking, I'm like, man, Coheed makes everything better. And then I'm realizing the other half of their catalog. I'm like, Coheed really has the ability to make everything worse also. <laughs> it really depends on the song. Like, am I going to be in a good mood or am I going to be in a sad mood after this? Like, it really is dealer's choice, like, depending on the song. But I guess that's the sign of a really great band that not only can they make you feel anything at all, but they can make you feel very specific things. So good on you, Coheed. And of course, your life partner, Cambria. So uh, this is something that popped up in my uh, release radar this week, I think. Yeah, I think it was release radar. I've heard the name before. I've heard the name Skindred before, but I don't think I've ever given it a listen. I got to tell you, man. Like, yeah, I was digging it. Maybe you'll dig it too. Maybe not. But, you know, for now, it's just my show. So this is what's up. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Just talking a little bit about rich people and capitalism stuff in the chat. And it reminds me that uh, Adam Conover of... Uh, Adam Ruins Everything fame is starting back up some of his stuff on YouTube. <laughs> He's got one. I think it's basically called, like, Why Elon Musk is, like, a fucking idiot. <laughs> it's just, it's really, really worth watching. And, like, there's just been so much pushback since, you know, his forced buyout of Twitter, which is funny all by itself anyway. But, like, the simple fact that he is, like, tw- Twitter was not all that profitable before, but, like, it was, like... It had, it had the potential to be. You just needed something to sell it better, right? Like it was, it just. I don't know what all the costs were. I assume like once private equity gets involved, like all the costs go up. But like, so it was definitely like losing money. But now it's really losing money because Elon Musk has basically alienated all of the the advertisers that were there, right? He's, I think he's reinstated Trump's uh, account, but. More importantly, what he's what he's done this past week is they are now no longer um, they're no longer fact checking, right? So like, you can put up any sort of COVID information that you want, and they won't flag it. Like, and Twitter didn't take it down; they just stamped it with like, you know, this has been proven to be whatever, and here's some research. So they're not doing it anymore. So they're really opening it back up to like you can say whatever the hell you want, and people can just cite that stuff, and that's. That's unfortunate. I mean, it is what he said he was going to do. So, I mean, I guess that's at least something. Like, the man actually stuck to something he was going to do. It is going to ruin Twitter. I don't see how Twitter... I don't see how Twitter is going to be anything but the cesspool of Quora and Reddit with, you know, probably by the end of the year. Like, I just... I don't... I don't see how it's going to be anything but that. I mean, the upside is, is that because they're not preventing any of that i can go up on twitter on my account which i don't do right i never do anything like that from the band account but i could if i wanted to go up and post that elon musk is a moron and a pedophile if i wanted to because you know free speech but i think one of the funniest things i had actually seen over the past week was uh it was a tweet uh, saying that basically, first of all, they they called him Elmo instead of Elon, which all by itself, like I'm already in on the joke, like I'm I'm totally all about it. But uh, the 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 tweet was basically like, you know, just spending this time watching Elmo destroy Twitter in four weeks. Are you sure you want to go to Mars and trust this man with your air supply? Like, <laughs> and I hadn't even given that a thought. Like SpaceX, for all of its nonsense it's a pretty interesting 
pretty interesting thing, but like when it comes to the person being in charge of it, can't even run Twitter. <laughs> Which you don't need. You're really gonna trust them to handle your air supply on Mars? Like I'm not I'm not doing that. Not not while Elmo is in charge. <laughs> But all this talk about free speech is bringing me to this incredibly controversial point I'm about to make. Is everybody ready? I happen to like Nickelback. Now, I know. <laughs> I know what people say. And I know what I've been saying for years. My favorite song from the band Nickelback is a song called Leader of Men, and it's on a record called The State. Uh, I saw it performed live on TV back when they used to do that kind of stuff. And I thought it was such a great use of melody and energy and dynamic that I took notice of the band immediately. And because of the way, you know, it's probably not the best written song from Nickelback, but it's better than most people's best songs. But it's just the usage of kind of repetition but also making it grow and be different that I always found fascinating and I've used it often as a mark for stuff that I'm doing or, or some sort of comp uh, thing uh, when I write because it's a it's a standard to which I like to hold uh, my writing to it's not the only thing but it's definitely something that comes in mind and I understand why there's so much pushback on Nickelback because they were so successful and kind of so cheesy at the same point. Now, I remember seeing an interview with Chad Kroger when he talks about kind of the origin of Nickelback, and he was basically like, he was in jail, uh, not prison, he was in jail, and he said he basically looked to the left and looked to the right, and he's like, well, I can either do this for the rest of my life, or I can really, really try and do this band thing. And so he did. Now, that's not... As simple as being like, well, I'm just going to go form a band. He happened to be really talented. But one of the other things he has that a lot of people don't is he has actually something to say. And when you have something to say, it adds to that. It's something that I've always considered uh, the the switch that happened in my songwriting between G-Davy and Rebel 9. Now, I had something to say this whole time, I thought. But I didn't really have anything important to say until I really started saying it. And that really is kind of what's launched, like, the Risley Diaries, and that would launch everything else. And to date, every song that people, that I write, that people really connect with is because it says something. It says something in my voice, but also in their voice, in their experiences. I find that to be really great that I stumbled upon that for me and for anybody that, that draws anything from from those songs and I think as a songwriter that would be the piece of information that I would pass on the most as soon as you kind of lay it out there and just kind of not necessarily bear your soul I don't need to be that dramatic but like bear the thought or the experience people with similar experiences will grasp that and I think what Nickelback was able to do uh, during the course of their middle records there was really write about stuff that people understood similar situations, uh, experiences that are common to all of us. And 
they managed to do it in simple rhythms and simple melodies that most people can sing because Chad sings pretty low. Like it's not like Sleeping with Sirens that like nobody stands any chance of singing unless a you know sledgehammer falls on your nuts. Like which is I'm not ruling it out. I'm just saying it's not really something I would recommend. But. As funny as it is to make fun of Nickelback, and even as funny as it was when Jimmy dressed as like your average Nickelback fan for Halloween a few years ago, by the way, he nailed it. And it's just a thing that we kind of just, they became a punchline. And it's fine. I mean, like, I would absolutely not like to be everybody's punchline because it sucks. But if I'm online at the bank because I have a wheelbarrow of cash because my record is doing so well, like, I think I'll suck it up and, you know, punch away. You know what I mean? Why am I bringing all this up? Well, Nickelback has a new album out, and they're actually on tour now. I have listened to a couple of the songs off it. I do not like it at all. I mean, is it still good? Yep. But it hasn't really grown on me. And I also don't feel like it's saying anything specifically that resonates with me yet, which is what I turned to Nickelback for. But it did make me think, like, of all their huge songs, like How You Remind Me and Rockstar and all that other stuff that spoke to, like, that level of Americana that, like, most people that would, you know, put a head, like, a bandana on their head and a denim jacket and sunglasses inside or whatever... Whatever was Jimmy's costume, like that, the songs that would speak to them were all great and they were all simple. And again, they were an experience, something like Kid Rock could write about or Leonard Skinner or, you know, that kind of stuff. People, the common man, right? Like that kind of thing. But like of all those songs, the one that always spoke to me the, mo- the most and not even because it was my experience, because it wasn't. This is a song that is completely devoid of any personal speaking about my existence. But it does touch upon how you fondly look back on things and how important some of those memories are, how those times are, those things that made us who we were and made us who we are today. And I always thought that it was probably their best song. And it was definitely a popular one, but it wasn't like one of the juggernauts of the other one. But outside of Leader of Men, I would argue that Photograph is easily the best Nickelback song. And it's next for the box. Hard. Rock. Lunch. Box. Alright, I'm going to ask that you indulge me a little bit. This spun up on my Spotify for absolutely no reason whatsoever, and I figured, is this for the box? Probably not. But I wanted to hear it anyway, and honestly, when was the last time you guys heard anything from Primus? I know. I know. It's okay. Dog will hunt. Hard. Rock. Lunch. Box. Glass Mansions happen to be one of the busiest, hard-workingest uh, local, not local, but low, sub-national, national, I don't even know what to call them. They're a very hard-working band, for sure, and they've been a regular on the box for as long as I have known them. They have new music out now. The uh, single is called Standing O, and I, uh, yeah, I dig it. Maybe you will, too. It's Glass Mansions on the box. Hard. Rock. Lunch. Box. Back in the old days when I was a youngin, that's how old I am, I can refer to myself as a youngin, we used to go to record stores and cassettes and CDs and stuff like that, but they were they were still called record stores. And you could look through, I used to do this at Mr. Cheapo's a lot in Comac, because those were all used those were, and cheaper, so I could afford them. But you used to go and you used to look through 
records for artwork that you thought was going to be awesome. That's how I found bands like Halloween, for example. Uh, if you don't know who Halloween is, that, that's okay. Uh, it's harder to do that in this day and age because, honestly, you don't really get to see the artwork so well until you start listening to something. And that sort of removes that, I don't know, inspiration, I suppose, of, wow, like literally judging a book by its cover because you're looking at it and I'm like, this looks good, right? I think we all appreciate like what that feeling or experience is like. So in today's age, I think what's really left, or at least for me, because you don't really get the experience with the artwork, is how things are named. I've definitely been interested in how songs are named, uh, and from time to time I've been interested in how bands are named. And this has been one of those times. I have no idea who this band is, where they came from. I do know they're going to be in New York in March, so they're still active. But as band names go, it is currently, I think, my favorite band name. And I am I would be fool and probably lying if I said that it did not influence how I felt about the song but I did listen to it twice and it's one of those where I definitely don't hate it and I think there's at least a 60-40 chance that I'll be humming it later on so I don't know what your experience has been with this band to date but your experience if it's like mine uh, begins now and I would like to introduce you to the band called Thumpasaurus. Hard Rock Lunch Box. All right. Now that we've gotten the number one band of the box ever out of the way, thank you, Deftones. Time to talk about the elephant in the room. Now, I don't know where you stand on Metallica. I stand... Right over here. I was a Metallica fan for years. Years. And I feel bad even using the term was, because that's probably not fair. But I, I am a fan of Metallica, but I was a super fan of the band. All the way, you know, through the Black Album and Justice for All. But, like, I grew up on Kill 'Em All, uh, Ride the Lightning was definitely one of my jams for sure um, and of course uh, Master of Puppets which we as Rebel 9 covered uh, just arguably one of the greatest uh, hard rock bands of all time and I can argue it all day because they are and as much as people love to shit on Metallica for whatever reason like fine like I said about Chad Nickelback the other day uh, the other day feels like the other day just like an hour ago about how like yeah you want to take your pot shots cool man i'll be at the bank with my wheelbarrow of cash except nickelback doesn't hold a candle to the cash that metallica has on hand i'm sure of that one of the biggest selling rock acts of all time and consistently for decades it's just really super impressive 
Now, did I think the snare sound of same anger sounded like ass? Yeah, it did. And it's fine, because that's okay. Do I like St. Anger, the record? Nope. And I really fell out of favor with Metallica during all that, because it just wasn't my jam anymore. It wasn't stuff I was super liking. And honestly, they have enough material that I can go back and listen to stuff infrequently, and still frequently enough to consider myself a fan of Metallica. So I was interested, as anybody else was this week, when they put out a brand new song and brand new record, but they released a single, and according to you know interviews with Hadfield, they were like, we're going kind of old school on this, which I always like when bands do, because it's an interesting turnaround to do. Chevelle did it on their new record, sort of. Other bands have done it on their new records, sort of. And I think Metallica did it on their new record, sort of. So whether you like them or not, I think you can appreciate how really good it is to hear that classic Metallica again. certainly was for me. Maybe it is for you. It's Lux Eterna on the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Yeah, man, it's that time of the show, that time of the week, that time of the day. It is time for your weekly craving of the week with your boys in Craving Strange because with your boys in anything else would have a different name to the segment, I think. But honestly, with this show, who knows? <laughs> craving Strange is certainly in the running for Song of the Year, which we will be doing uh, at the end of this year. If I look at the calendar... Greetings. So, yeah, it looks like January 5th we'll be doing our uh, our um, best song of the year on the box. And Craving Strange certainly stands a shot at that. I will tell you, though, that they have been cursed in the past because they have so much material that I tend to divide up the number of plays based on the kind of song that I feel like hearing from them at any given time. And it's very possible that that could happen to them again this year. But it probably will still land them in the top ten. Just don't know about the number one spot. Sometimes it's better to have one really great song than four really great songs. I don't know in what other way that would be better. But as far as the box goes, something to consider going forward. But today, I'm throwing my vote right here. Still believe that I'm stuck in a verse 
survived yet another Hard Rock Lunchbox. Thanks, good people. Good peoples of Earth for tuning in again, listening to some good music, some questionable music, some other music, and of course, my incessant nonsense. I appreciate each and every one of you for, uh, for, joining, for joining in the cause, right? This should be the only charity you support because I, I'm kidding. Support your own charity. It's not... Not at all what I meant. <laughs> just make sure you're just true to whoever you are, but think about things that are going on around you. I think that's probably all I could possibly ask. And because I am that kind of person and I'm thinking about things going on around me, I have noticed that it is now December, magically. And with December, we are now legally allowed to play Christmas music. And as I start every December or Boxember, sure. Box Ember on the box here. It is with this absolute piece of garbage that I will send you all on your way with a Christmas carol just for you. Until next week on the box. On the first day of Christmas, which will appear to me, a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas, which will look into me Two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree On the third day of Christmas, which will look into me Three French hens, two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree On the fourth day of Christmas, which will look into me 